The Sunday Times Generation Next event in partnership with HDI Youth Consultancy, now in its 16th year, is the leading annual youth brand preference and consumer behavior event. Now, the results of the survey conducted by HDI Youth Consultancy are particularly relevant to brands and advertisers. With the Sunday Times Gen Next Youth Marketing Conference, interactive showcase and awards attracting the attendance of South Africa's leading business minds and marketers. So if you haven't done so right now, well, it's time to register for the virtual event taking place this year. But before that, we've gathered some of those great business minds and thinkers to have a conversation around the state of the digital landscape right now and what marketers should be doing in order to truly be innovative in these times. And they happen to be from one of the coolest brands out there. And I don't just say that. The votes have been tallied year after year after year. I mean, they walked away with the coolest mall award for 2019. So, I mean... They have the cool points, most definitely. I'll be chatting to Michael, who's the asset manager at Mall of Africa, Lucilla Boysen, the CEO of South African Fashion Week, and also Bronwyn Agrella, senior merchandiser at Barron. So let's get the conversation started. Firstly, Michael, thank you so much for taking some time to chat. Happy to be here, Sia. Fantastic. So starting with you and getting into the conversation, comparing retail as a whole to a few years ago, what shift have you seen in consumer behavior and what Mall of Africa is doing to adapt in these times? I mean, to say the least, we've had some unprecedented changes over the past few months. Yeah, we have. And I think those those changes have just accelerated trends that we were aware of, you know, uh, pre-March this year. And, and most certainly... I think you know the, the younger generation, as well as the technology that's entering our world, has made shoppers want convenience and, and they want some form of experience. You know, um, if I can order something online now, I don't necessarily want to wait at a mall um, for a couple of hours to have something done. It, it should be quick and easy. And from an experience point of view, you know, we want to create dining environments. People want to hang out. Uh, they want to spend time with others. And, and so, once again, if you look at what Mall of Africa did, is we condensed dining on this wonderful town square gives you an opportunity to look out and other people interacting, you know, rather than, than just sitting on a parking lot. Lucilla, you have had a partnership with Mall of Africa for some time now, but looking at what has transpired since, what sort of changes have you seen in pop culture? Well, I would like to just start off with by saying that if it wasn't for people like Michael Clampett, we, the South African Fashion Week would not have partnered with the Mall of Africa. It really takes foresight and and that sort of almost tap into a popular culture that that gives Michael um, the the sort of um, the confidence to go the route that he is going and that the Mall of Africa is going at the moment. So, mm-hmm. um, the ch- of course, um, we have always been influenced by the American African American culture um, in South Africa. Um, but we are very lucky because what is happening here is that we are starting to develop our own pop culture and, and a culture that comes from, of course, music and art, but on my side from the designers. And it's incredible how they've become the icons and the role models and the, and, and really have created that pop culture in South Africa that is mm. really South African. Right. Bronwyn, Michael was alluding to 
how interaction with shopping spaces in this particular example has changed and evolved over time. And we're now seeing you know, something like a Mall of Africa having to exist in different spaces, including just online. So brands having to coexist in in a multitude of, of platforms. So something like a Mall of Africa in this case has also had to make quite a big, you know, impact even in the digital space. So for you, Bronwyn, how important is a social media presence for retailers and brands, and especially in these times? So, um, so yeah, having a strong and especially easy, easily relatable social media accounts as a retailer is more important now than ever. And I think Retailers need to accept that and they need to adapt to to the changing times we are in. You know, uh, everyone knows we find ourselves in this pandemic where most consumers are really fearful of of going out, you know, into bigger groups and going to malls. So, So therefore, you find a lot of consumers are spending a lot more time isolated at home. And, you know, therefore, you are sitting on your couch, browsing the internet, browsing social media pages. And retailers really need to use that as an opportunity for, for young South Africans to create these impulse purchases, if I'm sitting on my couch and I see something I really like on an Instagram page, that is probably either going to, you know, drive me to buy something online, or if I'm just itching to get out, you know, then it's going to push me to want to go to a mall. And, and often when you go to your mall, you'll find your consumers are buying a lot more than, than what they would buy online because there is all those impulse mm-hmm. purchases. I think it's extremely important that their Instagram, Facebook, any social media accounts have to be up to date and also have to be relevant. As a bit of a side note, and without naming and shaming, have you actively not supported a brand because of their, for example, Instagram aesthetic? (laughs) Uh, Definitely, because, you know, an Instagram or Facebook page needs to be easy for a consumer to, to see things. And it, it irritates me so much when I go online and a retailer doesn't put their prices up or they don't have an easy, you know, URL link that links to their online store. Or, you know, when you tap on the picture and you see the jacket you like, the price should come. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, consumers are most concerned about prices during these times. And yeah, talking about how prices and the business overall is doing, Bronwyn, with some very well-known stores and brands closing down, what does that mean for you as a young shopper? Well, it's very scary for retailers and young shoppers. And I think think at the end of the day, we all need to learn to adapt and to overcome. We need to find alternatives. So as a young shopper, I either need to switch brands or I need to shop, uh, switch my shopping method, which would be, you know, not going to your traditional brick and mortar stores, but now maybe shopping online. So, you know, the, the sad reality is that there's a sense of entertainment that Michael was talking about at a mall that you just, you don't get that when you're shopping online. So it it would be very sad, especially your bigger anchor retailers are closing down at malls because that just poses the Mm -hmm. question, what does that mean for your smaller shops? So I don't know really what what we are going to have to do to overcome that, but I think the the, the fact is we have to really support local and support our malls during these times. I think, can I I come in here? I think it's, Uh it's, I think what is going to happen is that um, when we go out, and people do go out, um, you know, I've been to the mall, especially the Mall of Africa, and there are people going, and they 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 love it. I mean, they go out and they go about their business. And um, I I really believe that when we 
start going out and we will definitely go out. There's no two ways about it. We will mm. choose the mall that can give us the, the, the most. And, you know, if you look at the Mall of Africa, you have amazing natural light. You've got outside dining. You've got every single store. You've got huge spaces. You know, it, it, you don't, you're not crammed. You can really walk a mile away from anybody. And it's a, it's really a shopping free, a, a shopping friendly mall. So, mm-hmm. you know, that is what people will look at when they choose a mall to go to because there are so many malls. So, yeah, that is my, my take that's, on it. That's what makes the difference, exactly. Exactly. Michael, what, what does this mean for investors like Mall of Africa with, you know, stores and certain brands closing down? Um, see, I believe you have to have a very sound strategy. And although there's not, uh, let's call it a silver bullet or one answer, I think you have to have a, a good narrative. Uh, you have to make sure that you provide the customers and the shoppers what they want. Don't build false idols. Don't build it because you like it. Make sure you listen to the shoppers. You make sure you have the tenants and the tenancies that, that appeal to those shoppers across the spectrum, not focusing mm-hmm. on specific niches. Um, and, and, and very important, you know, specifically where, where, let's call it the entire society's mindset is currently, we have to make sure that our environments are clean and safe. And if, 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 if the public perceive our environments as clean and safe, there should be no reason for them to come back to, to Amos. Lissala, does this change them, the chain specifically for suppliers to big outlets when stores and brands are closing down? Um, well, I think that now's the time that the big stores and the big brands should look right here in South Africa and buy from the designers that are so incredible. You know that we have 600 designers in South Africa and they, they supply stores. It is not as if they are running a little business from home anymore. So I really think that the big stores should be Instead of uh, bringing in um, garments from internet from overseas, they should really invest on buying from the South African designers. They really, and that mm-hmm. is what we're going to do with the Fashion Week. So we're going to run our Digital Fashion Week, and then we're going to do a trade show in the Crystal Court, where we're going to get the boutiques and the departmental stores to come and buy. And we are working on a see now, buy now sort of strategy with the with the trade show. So the boutiques will be able to come and buy because. Remember, the ones that have imported now don't have stock. So they will have to fill their stores very quickly with something that is fantastic. Such a positive for us. Such a mm-hmm. positive. Um, see, if I could just add to what Lucilla is saying there, I think for us as a brand, specifically the Mall of Africa brand, we've been wanting to develop and, and create new retailers in South Africa. You know, there aren't really a, a lot of retailers in South Africa and most malls contain all of them that already exist. And so we've been working really hard to, to create our own ones. And I think uh, Laduma's brand, Makosa, is a, is a wonderful example of how we've been able to incubate a local designer and, and put him on a stage, you know, at Mall of yes. Africa um, to trade retail. And so really the association with this fashion week for us is more than just um, a short-term uh, arrangement. You know, we're really hoping to, to tap into their expertise and uh, resources and make sure that, that we give all these young designers and entrepreneurs in South Africa an opportunity to experience physical retail in a mall like Mall of Africa. 
And my you know, goodness, what yeah, is... and you know, yeah. Sorry, I get so excited about this because no, <laughs> no, no, right ahead. no because you know, it, I want to, to tell you that the annual turnover of the designers, the collective annual turnover of this of the designers and the creative fashion industry that I've started twenty three years ago, is eight hundred million rand per annum. And nobody's stepping in. And the Mall of Africa and Michael is really seeing this. And you know, working with Nicola, I've worked with Nicola for, for many years, um, and with her company, Bespoke Marketing, for many, many years. And they are actually seeing it. They, I mean, Effie Mall has sold 47,000 rands worth of masks to people in a month. Just think wow. about it. Gert Johan Kutsir has sold probably the same, if not more. So the people want the designers. They want to identify. They want that form, use that to form part of the pop culture of our country. Mm. And, and the designers are ready to deliver. And Michael and them are recognizing it and how amazing for them. Yeah. So, Michael, how do you go about recognizing it and feeding that back into your campaigns? As I, as I mentioned at the top of this, you know, you, the awards speak for itself. You won the coolest mall award last year at Gen Next. So how do you filter and work these campaigns that you run so that they also specifically appeal to the youth? Uh, yeah, see, we talk about it internally every now and again, and 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 it's wonderful. It's wonderful to win these type of awards, like the the Gen Next Award. But when we have the discussions internally, we keep reminding ourselves that it's not about the rewards. The reward is only a validation that we are making really good decisions. And so, at the end of the day, we have to make sure that we've got a clear goal, a clear purpose. And if we execute on that, i.e., you know bringing local fashion, bringing local design into a more like Mall of Africa or, or giving customers more convenience, all that in the end will then result in, in, in awards like these. So I think for us, it's important to stay close to the action, to understand our customers. You know, we've got campaigns like the 11-hour sale where we mimic what's happening online, the one-day-only concept. Mm-hmm. We only do it in a physical environment at the mall. Uh, we've had a wonderful campaign called the Mall of Africa Art Collective over the last three years. Really the biggest public art gallery in, in, in South Africa. And the idea is that we expose our customers to the world of art by using our, our spaces. So those type of um, campaigns, I believe, cross boundaries. They're not focused on a specific customer base or niche. And it does mm-hmm. give all our customers the opportunity to experience something new. Uh, and I think that's what we bring to, to the table. And it educates. So there's a huge educational component and a, and a, and an awareness making, making the public out there that is so keen to, to experience because we don't have art galleries anymore. You know, mm. use the mall space for all those for, to be an art gallery, to be a fashion, um, a, a fashion museum or a fashion or whatever, you know, a pop-up shops. That is really what the malls, what, what the mall of Africa is doing. Yeah. Bronwyn, if you had to uh, encapsulate it all, where do you think malls and yeah, well, malls in this case specifically should be focusing their attention when trying to attract the youth? So, yeah, I definitely think that they need to focus on affordability at the moment. Um, we need to make sure that our malls are offering a wide range of 
um, you know, of goods and products and experiences to a wide range of consumers. I don't believe that nowadays malls can only focus on, you know, one target market. They really need to broaden their, their spectrum, which is definitely what Mall of Africa is doing, you know, by incorporating all these entertainment aspects. And I think that going to a mall and shopping is all about, you know, the, the leisure and, you know, the entertainment that a lot of South Africans, you know, haven't had for the last few months. If we think about a lot of our sporting events, our fun, you know, music festivals, concerts, you know, even going to the movies, that kind of thing is taken away. So, so you know, for the foreseeable future, we don't know when those kind of things are open. So for now, our consumers, um, you know, your only real sense of entertainment is going to more and, and seeing all these sorts of things. So I really think that malls are at an advantage at the moment and they should, they should mm -hmm. capitalize on that. And, you know, malls should really be asking themselves, why should consumers come to my mall and not the mall down the road? And I think, you know, if Mall of Africa, you know, they obviously have all their, their safety and health protocols in place, but also it is a very big mall. So, you know, consumers might be more inclined to go to a bigger mall where your, your walking spaces are a lot more, you know, wider, where you might feel safer than if you were at a smaller side strip shopping centre. And I definitely think that the retailers within these malls need to think of entertainment. You know, I think a young shopper gets really excited when you are in a, a retail shop and they offer something different. So think of your sports stores that offer, you know, mm. a treadmill where you can run on the treadmill and test the running shoes. It's just that level, you know, one step above to, to make sure that customers enjoy the in-store experience as well as they're enjoying the entire mall's experience. I agree with that wholeheartedly, Bronwyn, but heaven only knows when last I was on a treadmill. <laughs> Just had to throw that in there. <laughs> Just in wrapping up to all of my guests, I'd like to know, would you say technology has influenced brand tribe trends? And if so, how is this or should this affect marketing campaigns for brands? Michael, can I start with you? Um, yes, you can. So although uh, a marketing campaign on brand specific might be more applicable to a retailer, most certainly mm -hmm. as a mall, so a collective of retailers, we have to be aware because it influences where we talk to our customers. And so uh, most certainly the traditional way of, you know, being in a magazine or speaking only to uh, residential estates is not going to achieve the same goal when your audience is sitting on, on different uh, platforms. And so, so we've had to learn very quickly to be to be adopters and make sure we get our message out uh, to where we need to be. Also, I think in the past, let's call it a pre-technology world, um, your tribe was kind of defined by your geographic area. And so what's happening mm -hmm. with technologies that uh, constraint is taken away and your tribe can be anyone, you know, it can be uh, something you believe in really strongly, your purpose, someone you associate with and, and really brands, even a mall brand should tap into that and make sure that they associate with something. Um, that they give that customer a warm feeling or that specific tribe something to belong to. Lucilla, what about you? Well, I want to agree with Michael. I think that it's very important to combine everything. That is the future. And to realize that your customer or your the person that's going to buy from you might be on your doorstep or be in another country. 
and it just makes it more exciting and it opens more doors for us. In fact, we've had 33 countries attending a webinar um, that we had two or three weeks ago, and that can all contribute to the malls as well because tourism will come back. And when people hear about the Mall of Africa and about, you know, that it is really the spot to be, that is where they'll go. Bronwyn, would you also agree? Yes, I completely agree. And also just to add to that, you know, with, with the malls having you know, really strong, I'm going back to my social media, you know, page, but, you know, that's just because that's where young, re, you know, your run, young shoppers are constantly on their phones. And, you know, it's not only to say young shoppers, you know, the older generation are also spending a lot more time on their phones. So, if, if the malls are just keeping up with the branding and, you know, the marketing and making sure that their, that their name is out there in a very, like, strong and, like, easily relatable way, I think that it just constantly keeps, you know, the brand at the forefront of the consumer's mind. And I think that's really why they need to use technology now more than ever. Right. And then lastly, to all of you, could you shine a bit of a spotlight on some tools and tactics for brands to not just survive in these times, but to actively thrive. Sure, feel free to share some trade secrets here. <laughs> well, I'm saying to the designers, it's very important um, for for a designer to to have five income streams. And that is what oh. I'm saying to them. Don't just focus on one thing. Have an Instagram Sell on Instagram, sell on Facebook, sell through Lala Lux, which is a hub that we have. Have an online store, be part of the trade show, supply stores, do the pop-up shop, be part of the pop-up shop. So there's already six different income streams that I've just mentioned that a designer can have in one year. Tap into everything. That The time that you sit and you wait for other people to come to you is gone. We all have, the designers have to be entrepreneurs, marketers, designers, merchandisers, everything at the same time. And how exciting is that? That is quite an interesting perspective to look at things with, because I mean, if you aren't excited by these times, then I really think there is no hope that you will be thriving. <laughs> I know. But, but you can... Michael? No. Yeah, yes, Lucilla, sorry. No, you can, you can make a huge amount of money and be very happy because remember, happiness comes before money. So you can make, be very happy and, 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 and running a successful business and make money if you are in to play the game. Exactly. Exactly. Michael, for you, any tips and tricks on tools people can use? Yeah, maybe not explicit, so so it might sound a bit fluffy, but I'm a very, very firm believer in, in, in a purpose. And you have to, as a brand, stand for something, and it has to be authentic, right? You can't fake it, because if you fake it, someone is going to call you out on that sometime down the road. And so for us, really, at Mall of Africa, the purpose or the thing we stand for is to make sure that we incubate and we cultivate local designers, retailers, fashion fashion guys. We want to give them a platform, and we want to make sure that our customers know that. So that if they have to make a decision and they want to experience mm -hmm. local design or local fashion, you know, Mall of Africa is the only place you should really consider to go and do that. And Bronwyn, for you? Um, so yeah, just to add on to what Michael said, I think it's very important to make sure that as a retailer or a young designer, you have something that your competitor doesn't. And I think, you know, the whole notion of supporting local really allows our retailers to reduce their lead times and getting stock in. You know, we have seen in the past few months that a lot of retailers haven't been able to get their deliveries. We've had a lot of stock stuck at the ports. 
Um, and there's a lot of shipment delays, you know, from overseas. So if our retailers can really support the young designers, as well as the young um, or, the, or the local factories, it just means that new stock can be replenished a lot quicker and that, um, you know, retailers can constantly have something different to offer and, you know, keep up with the fast fashion trends. Got you. Well, thank you so much to all three of you for sharing your knowledge. There's so many pearls of wisdom that we got here in this conversation. So Michael Clampett, thank you so much. Asset Manager for Mall of Africa. Lucilla Boysen, CEO of South African Fashion Week. And Bronwyn Agrela, who's the Senior Merchandiser at Barron. Now, the Sunday Times Gen Next Digital Awards, as another reminder, takes place on the 21st of August, 2020 at 10.30am. Now, if you are interested to hear more on such topics and to get more insight well don't forget to register you can do so by visiting www.quicklink forward slash awards